This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to the Brooklyn Basketball Podcast Drive Home Edition. After game one, my God. Now, I don't know how long this podcast is going to go because I lost my voice. But a very, very emotional game one. And I'm not just talking about the appetizer I had at the Italian restaurant me and my wife went to, because that was freaking good. Uh, what was that? Prosciutto and, like, soft mozzarella or something? Prosciutto de Parma. Pro- prosciutto de Parma. But not, nah, dude, you put this game on if you're at home, if you're in the arena. I don't know how you watched it, but the opening possession was awkward. And I couldn't figure out why. Now, look, I'm not staring at James Harden. I'm just noticing... No movement, confusion, just oddity. And then I'm watching the Milwaukee possession, and again, same thing. And I think it was P.J. Tucker who had the easy layup. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? And Steve Nash calls a timeout, and my first reaction was, wow, we haven't seen Steve Nash pull a Popovich, where he's so disgusted by the opening defensive possession. He says, I got to call a timeout. I got to call what I like to say an FU timeout. A timeout to basically tell everybody, you suck, F you. But as he calls the timeout, and I even said it to my wife, wow, look at Nash calling a quick timeout. I watch our beautiful, bearded, meatball-looking, chunky point guard walk. And I say that all with love, obviously. I came across negative, but I do love him. I watch him gingerly walk off the court, and my stomach dropped because I, I, you may not believe me, I've had this fear. Like, this fear has existed of one of the guys, whether it was James Harden, Kevin, or Kyrie, somebody walking off the court seconds into a playoff game. And I think I had that fear right before the Boston series. And obviously it didn't happen. We won in five, yippity-doo-dah. And I kind of put the injury thought out of my head because, hey, they played five straight games. Everybody was playing decent amount of minutes. The effort was there. And in my mind, magically, everybody was healthy. But I'm telling you, I had this freaking fear two and a half weeks ago. And my stomach dropped because we're watching James Harden walk off the court. And I'd say for the first three minutes, I may have dropped the F word about 12 or 13 times in context of we're effed, we're effed, we're effed. And look, it took me a few minutes to kind of regroup. I'm watching the game. We're all watching the game, but... My God, my, my brain wasn't in it because I'm thinking about what the hell just happened to James. And and by the way, I have no injury update other than they rushed him out to get an MRI. It's his right hamstring. We all know he's not playing again. I mean, let's not, let's not be delusional here. And look, if this 
podcast doesn't age well and all of a sudden he's playing in game two, I would gladly eat that crow. It'll taste better than the prosciutto de parma that we had as an appetizer. But we know he's he's done. He's done. And yes, I have no voice. I did a lot of screaming. We'll get to the screaming in a second. I would say it took until the run in the second quarter that put him up by about eight or nine to where I started to refocus and say, wait a second, we're not aft completely. We've got two top 10 players in the league on our team. This was the original plan. The original dream on June 30th, 2019 had nothing to do with our bearded hero. It had everything to do with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And then our beautiful sons of bitches put together an artistic, artistic performance. And look, I understand. Did the Bucs miss shots in this game tonight? Of course. Are they going to miss as many threes as they missed tonight? No, I understand. They will be better. Bryn Forbes will actually hit a bunch of threes. I don't mean to use him as the example, but I understand that tonight in all likelihood is going to be an outlier in terms of how poorly Milwaukee shot the basketball. But you got to admit, the defense was tremendous tonight. Blake Griffin was all over the place. And look, Giannis is a pain in the ass. We all know that. But we saw less switching tonight. We saw Kevin Durant swatting shots away. Look, Brooke Lopez pitched him out in the first half on the offensive glass. I have no numbers in front of me, but it felt like in the second half, it was a completely different story. Those second chance opportunities weren't being shoved down our throat the way it was in the first half where Brooke was playing volleyball with offensive rebounds and tipping them in. But the defense was outstanding. The ball movement was incredible finding so many open shots for Joe, open shots for Kyrie. Freaking Mike James stepped up and got big minutes and delivered in a huge way. Even Landry Shabbat, who missed his first couple of threes, I was cursing him out, had that beautiful dunk. This was, look, I'm still worried, obviously. I think we all are. I'm still sad about what happened to our bearded, beautiful man. But they delivered on a performance on so many levels that was so impressive. It was impressive with how beautiful they looked offensively against this elite-level defensive team. It was beautiful how well they defended the adjustments they made in the second half of this game, how guys stepped up, guys like Mike James, a guy like Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin was a beast tonight. You know, I've mentioned before about the crowds at Barclays Center, how I thought it finally found its soul When Jared Dudley and Jimmy Butler went out in 2019, I've made that comment before. We had a second moment tonight, and that was when Blake Griffin was diving on the floor, wrestling basketballs away from people, forcing a jump ball. Which, I think he actually lost the jump ball, if memory serves correct, but who cares? That was, in so many ways, an electric moment. And in so many ways, that was the moment of the game. Because the Nets have a new identity. That identity was... Ooh, they have three superstars, three Hall of Famers, the talent, the offense. Look, they still have that. This should still be an incredible offensive team without James Harden. It was in the times where we didn't see him out there. But you know what they showed tonight, especially with that Blake play? Grittiness, toughness. You punch us in the face. The injury gods kick us in the balls. That's okay. We're going to freaking respond. Nicholas Claxton had his moments tonight. Brucey e. Brown had his moments tonight. And God damn it, we took game one. 
We had to take game one. After what happened to our bearded, beautiful bastard, we had to win game one. Because I'm convinced the emotion of losing Harden, losing the opener at home, I think it would have been a killer. I think it would have been a killer. I would have done this podcast. I would have been crying, basically, on the podcast. Instead, my fellow Net fan, I come to you with hope. Not confidence, not cockiness. I'm not going to tell you we're going to destroy the Bucs. I'm certainly not going to tell you it's going to be easy. But what I am telling you is our basketball team showed balls tonight. That's what they showed. And maybe this entire season in which they were never healthy, or there was rested nights, or it was prior to the Harden trade, whatever reason they weren't playing with our three monsters, maybe all of that is going to turn out to be the greatest thing ever, because if there is a team used to playing shorthanded, if there is a team that is used to playing with not all three stars, and if there is a team that has relied on its role players to step up, There's no team that's done that more than the Nets this year. There's a reason we got the two seed. We didn't get the two seed with three superstars playing every night because they didn't. We got the two seed because of guys like Bruce Brown stepping up. Because of Mike James in the second half of the year. Because of Landry Shaman who had his moments. Because of Tyler Johnson who had his moments. And yeah, of course Kyrie or KD or James being out there. I'm not degrading or downgrading their importance, but tonight was a reminder. We're more than those three guys. So I can't talk anymore because my voice is gone. I'm pumped up. I'm hopeful. I'm not cocky, but let me just remind you with this. Do not expect good news about James Harden. It's going to be bad. And you know what? That's okay. Because James Harden is searching for an NBA championship. And we are going to hopefully give him one. And for all those debates that may occur of, does it count as a ring for James Harden? I don't give a damn if it counts as a ring for James Harden because it'll count as a ring for us. And that's all I've got to say. Good night, everybody, or good morning, everybody. And one last thing. Brooklyn!